It's your host, Renee J. Johnson, here at the Rosie Hour Podcast. And today we have two amazing guests. Ding, ding. Today we have Yvonne Nash, who talks about being healthy and, you know, all the things that we're going through during a pandemic. And also Candace Denise, a creative director at Health and Wealth and Small Business Coach. Pew, 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 pew. Hey there, friends. It's Renee here at the Rose Hour Podcast. And we have Bartender Ben. Yes, I, I, I am here. I am here. We're cheering for you today. Yes, good morning. Salute. Good morning. Salute. Salute. Hello. Hello Salute. to the world. Hello to all of the listeners out there in the world. Yay. Yes. So, Bartender Ben, what yes, are we drinking right now? Mm-hmm. Interesting enough. Okay. It's called Ferrari. Ooh. Red cars go fast. Oh yeah, I get pink Ferrari rosés. Rose. Yeah, yeah, pink rosés go quick. I guess. Oh yeah, especially when you when you're thirsty. Oh okay. Yeah, so the, this prosecco uh, may be Italy's most famous sparkling uh, style, but it's certainly not its only one. Oh, you know, okay. um, there's a lot of things going on in uh, Italy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Italy. You yes. know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, it's a blushing uh, <clears throat> Italian sparkler boast. A dry, nuanced flavor profiled featuring warm notes of baked bread and a crisp, well-balanced acidity. Oh. Yeah. Well, I like the way it's not sweet. Like, I like that it's not sweet. Um, And it's just really smooth. It does taste like some bread. It's uh, a bit. Like, it's a meal. It tastes like a meal. Yeah. Definitely coming at appetite. Yay! Well, yeah. shout out pew, 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 to Ferrari Rose. Mm. Ferrari Rose, get Y'all yours today. That. Sponsor us, Ferrari. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> cut the check. Cut the check. Right. And What's speaking up? of checks being cut, mm. <laughs> this is not a good segue, but it's a segue. <laughs> How are you handling your health and wellness during this pandemic? And you know what I've been doing lately? Um, I get up in the morning. And I do assisted meditation. What's assisted meditation? So um, you can use things like a YouTube video. Mm-hmm. And it has um, certain music at certain frequencies. It helps you, um, helps your mental focus and help you kind of zone out and meditate. So, because, you know, for me, like, I'm a fidgeter. Like, if I sit there in silence, I'm just going to pick up my phone and play a game. Or something. Mm. So, like, with this, it's like it keeps me focused. And some of them have cool videos you can watch. Oh. You know, trippy I, loops. Trippy loops. Yeah, I, I lost on that one. Yeah. Trippy loops. Okay. They're loops of video, okay? <laughs> okay, let me clarify that. They're, they're, they're loops of video. I'm not, like, is there like LSD nah, nah, that you heard? No, like, no. what the hell? <laughs> hell no. No. Okay, good. No. I mean, you know, everybody, no. you know, no. do your no. thing. No, no. okay. <laughs> no, we're just cutting it off right there. No, hit one of them buttons. No. Hit a button. <laughs> no. Nah. Right, yeah, it's over with. We're not talking about that anymore. Okay, you said trippy. That's what, that's what caught nah. me. I got tripped up with tripping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, well, tripping. what else do you do? Because I know, like, for me... Not smoke crack, I guess. <laughs> okay, well... All right. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for sharing that. Uh, I'm saying, like, I'm trying to figure out mm-hmm. how to deal with the pandemic because I just realized yesterday on one of my work calls that I got triggered. And, you know, it's a lot of conversations of black, black, blackity, black, 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 blacks ain't got black, black, blacks don't have black, blacks, blacks needs, but we ain't going to uh, do a black, remix song blacks, off this. Blacks, blacks, <laughs> blacks. It, it, literally, that's what it felt like in my head. It was like this drum beat of like, mm-hmm. and I was just like, I can't handle it anymore. And being the only person of color and actually the only black person on the calls, mm-hmm. it was to a point where I was just like, I gotta go cry in the bathroom. Man, listen. <laughs> like I was just so just like 
felt defeated and like like that that would be triggering like talking about all this stuff and like how it it is practically you know like my you know family like I had someone you know I, I have a friend whose stepfather passed away from quote unquote COVID I have a friend who um actually passed away from COVID in New York and then apparently I have a relative in California one of my cousins they said now she was found you know dead but like it's COVID and it's like it's so triggering yeah and also too you don't know like what statistics are being skewed you know yeah and it's like all of Missouri all of the deaths in the state of Missouri is black so it's like a hyper hyper vigilance excuse me hyper vigilance that I'm feeling but also like I'm overwhelmed because like the work that I do as a lobbyist in my 9 to 5 is like ah Right, and like no one takes an account that like maybe I'm impacted by this. I, I get it, and um. So basically, I'm trying to say I don't know how to deal with health and wellness. <laughs> well, I, I would say you know, especially in the workplace, you know, I, I would recommend strongly, strongly encourage not to take you know your work exploits too personally. Yeah, you know, um, because. At the end of the day, it's a, it's a job, you know, and and it doesn't define who you are as a person. It just gives you a a means to do what you need to do and take care of bills, you know. So, um, there, I would say if you if you just took that route, you would you would protect your peace, you know. Especially there in the workplace, like don't take it personally. Don't take the job home, you know. Even though we're at home working from home, exactly. I know, right? It's, it's <laughs> oh my hard god, to do that, but, yeah. You know, just don't take it personally. Yeah, it's rough. Um, but I know, like, our guest today, like, we're talking to Yvonne Nash, and she talks about, like, when she first got diagnosed with diabetes, mm. she was, like, 13 years old, and it was during a traumatic experience for her life. Her, her grandparent passed away, and that's how she found out that she was a diabetic, because it was stress that actually... Um, I guess uh, triggered her to have diabetes. Like it triggered the serotonin and the sugar and all that. So there's that. And then we talked to Candace Denise, who discusses um, health and wellness and like what she does as a creative director and helping small businesses, but also what she does for herself to stay, you know, sane, mm-hmm. which is so important. What do you yeah. what do you what do you think of the interviews today? I know you you have some input. You were you were here for all the interviews. Yeah, I mean. Uh- Again, two brilliant people. I mean, where do you find all these brilliant people, brilliant women, black women, brilliant people? Where do you find these folks? Jesus. Whoa. (laughs) That that, that did sound... um, Biblical. Yeah, it did sound biblical. Like Moses parting the Red Sea type of moment. Like, he was like, (laughs) separate. Well, I mean, it's just, you know, especially, uh, you know, Miss Denise. Yeah. You know, I mean, especially with the, on the creative director side. I mean, we had a chance to, you know, kind of talk offline and she has a big brain. Yeah. Big she's brain, doing great brain. things and she's located in Baltimore. And be so more. excited. Be more careful. Oh, no. Be more nice. Be more intelligent. Right. That's be what, more. That's what we're doing over here. Yeah. Sip, sip, parade of that. Pew, pew, right. pew, pew, pew. Well, let's go ahead and get into that first interview. Yes, ma'am. Because I love that noise so much. And it reminds me of Moses parting the Red Sea. Go ahead, part that sea, Moses. (laughs) Pew. Hey there, friends. It's your host, Renee J. Johnson, and you're here for another episode of the Rose Hour Podcast. And today, my guest is one of my dear, dear, amazing, super smart, works for making sure people have access to college education when they're black and also brown, Um, loves to assist people in being great works with the youth and making sure that they are provided a way for their future, show the people all the beauty they possess inside. The most amazing Yvonne Nash! Yay! 
Thank you. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Rosie Hour. How are you? How are you? How's your quarantining going? Let's just, in two words. <laughs> in two words. Uh, not great. <laughs> yeah, that's sort of like a theme right now. <laughs> sort of like everyone is just like, I'm making it. <laughs> Well, thanks exactly. for being here. We're so happy to have you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. So tell everybody a little bit about you, Yvonne, because you're you're like a jack of every trade, honestly. <laughs> um, you know, I guess that is one way to put it. Uh, you know, I work in nonprofit. Um, as you said, I help black and brown kids get access and funding to education. I volunteer. I, you know, I help people in need. I love, I love, 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 love service. I love helping my community, those in my community, whether with an organization or just self volunteerism, anything I can do, um, very actively involved with my family and reunions and, uh, family gatherings, things like that. And sisterly bonding, like those are so important to me. And I'm also in school pursuing an MBA and I work full time. So, you know, it's a lot. A lot on my plate. Yeah. You're doing a lot. And you, yes, like you said, you have a lot on your plate. And more specifically, you're in school working full time at an organization that's really doing great work with students and access to college, as well as staying healthy. Yeah. Um, you know, it's so I have diabetes and type one. Um, and you know, it, that in itself can have its own daily challenges where, you know, if, I don't know if many of the listeners know, like, diabetes, are, most type 1 diabetics are insulin dependent. So every day I have to have insulin and, you know, making sure I consume the right amount of foods and making sure that I don't go too high or don't go too low in terms of, like, consuming that too much sugar, not enough sugar, things like that. So di- being a diabetic in itself is a balancing act and learning how to stay consistent and balanced is, you know, another job. Like having diabetes, I, I would say, is a job in itself. But, you know, if you exercise, eat right, you can learn how to balance it all. Wow. And, like, I've heard of people with diabetes. I, I don't know. I mean, we're friends. So, like, yes, I've heard of people. Duh. But I just don't know much about the types and, like, insulin. Like, for those who are not aware, like, what does that all mean? So type 1 diabetics, they're typically, um, it's more commonly referred to as juvenile diabetes. Um, oh, I've heard of that. Mm-hmm. So you're typically young when you are diagnosed, um, when you find out your diagnosis. Uh, and it ranges from like when you're first born to babies have them some as young as eight months as I've heard. And I was 15 oh. when I was diagnosed. So um, I was in high school. So it varies. Um, it's, you know, it's more of a thing like you can't really help it. Um, it you kind of, your pancreas just sucks. It doesn't produce any insulin. Um, but when you're type 2 diabetic, it's more when you're an adult. So, and it's also known as like adult uh, onset diabetes. So you typically get it once you, you're like over the age of 20, 25, something like that. And it's for a lack of, for for lack of a better term, it's poor diet. So you're consuming more um, sugar than you're supposed to or that your body can actually handle so your pancreas uh, isn't working as it should. And then you may not be insulin dependent, but you have to basically watch your diet, what you consume, how much sugar you're intaking, things like that. Wow. I did not know all that. And <laughs> I, I honestly didn't know it was your pancreas. So that's, that's crazy because a lot of people, wait, what is that? Your... What is the thing that people like appendix? Okay, that's it. People get their appendix taken out because no one knows the need for it. But a pancreas yeah. is is what processes sugar. Yep, yep. It's what produces the... So everyone produces... Well, if you have a functioning, a properly functioning pancreas, um, everyone's pancreas produces insulin for them. When you get the sugar and the sugar is processed, um, it's what stabilizes your... Uh, your glucose level. So if you consume, you know, a person who has a functioning pancreas, if they consume like a a boatload of sugar, their pancreas works to make sure that they don't 
pass out or they don't fall into a coma, things like that. But a person who's diabetic, their pancreas is going to help them to break down those sugars and to properly do what it's supposed to do. So that's where the insulin comes in because your pancreas isn't making any. So you need to have that outside source to be able to help your pancreas out. Wow. That's wow. So how did you find out you were diabetic at 15? So um, my grandfather passed away in March, late March. And about a month later, um, I was really sick. Like I just couldn't, I couldn't go to school. I just um, would drink water and I felt like he was just going right to me. So constantly in the bathroom, um, I was extremely tired all the time. And um, I had gone, I was in the emergency room, but they had never done blood work to determine, oh, she might be diabetic. And then I think my grandmother said something to the, cause she's, she was diabetic before she passed away, but she was type two. Um, and she said something and my mom was like, oh, you know, we should probably mention this when we go to the doctor. So, um, I think on my way to make the appointment, something happened. I was in the emergency room and they found out and they believe, um, stress and other like outside factors can trigger it. And that's just necessarily, um, you know, a medical or internal inkling. It, it doesn't always have to be something where, you, you know, if your body is breaking down or whatever, it can be like the stress of my grandfather passing away is something that triggered wow. um, triggered the symptoms to heighten and to be more for us to be more alert like something isn't right here something definitely isn't okay um so yeah i found out exactly a month um after he passed away i'm so sorry that that was a tough time very yeah. tough <laughs> 15 wasn't you know being age 15 wasn't a great year but you know I, I'm glad that we did find out when I when we did because, you know, who knows what would have happened if not. Because, um, like I said, I was really, really sick, and it, it's not fun when you're sick and you don't know what's wrong with you. So, of course, the diagnosis for sure helped. And, of course, like within the first few weeks of being diagnosed and getting on insulin, I felt so much better. And, it you know, it's life-changing. You're a teenager and you're in high school and you're dealing with hormonal issues and being an adolescent. So it can, that in itself was a struggle and it was more so of a struggle because again, you're a teenager, you have hormones. So you're trying to even figure out what life is like at this point. Like you're going through so many different range of emotions and then, Oh, here's diabetes to add to it. And you have to carry around insulin and needles and check your blood sugar and do all these things. And I will admit, like, at first, I was so embarrassed about it. And, you know, like, nobody knew. Um, like, I made maybe one teacher, my nurse at school, and a few close friends. But I was so afraid to let people know. But I'm glad as I got older, it's something that I am proud to say, like, I'm diabetic. And, you know, especially if I pass out, I need someone to know, like, okay, the girl might need some sugar. Right. <laughs> she like, need she, she needs some assistance, y'all. <laughs> right. <laughs> You know, I'm not inebriated, just, you know, got diabetes. So um, one of those things to make sure that people are aware, especially in our, um, in the African-American community where diabetes is such, um, is a disease that is pretty heavy in our community. And a lot of people still don't know what it is. Like, you know, it's commonly referred to as the sugar. Yep, sugar. Grandma got sugar. Yeah. Yeah, grandma got the sugar. So, you know, a lot of people just really don't know what that entails or even what it means for a diabetic or even how to respond when a loved one does have diabetes. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad that I'm mature and I've uh, become more of a, you know, responsible adult to be able to use my voice and, you know, my, my outlet to be able to tell people about how to be a responsible diabetic and then also inform the community of what it means to be a diabetic and how to help loved ones. Well, on top of that, during this COVID <laughs> of managing your health, you're also managing going to school and working every day full time? Yes. It, I, you know, they, people, they joke about um, Beyonce having the same 24 hours, but I wonder... Beyonce you know, ain't got the same 24. I'm sorry. <laughs> she does not have the same 24 we have. Beyonce has the assistance. <laughs> she has all these people. Right. <laughs> so, you know, it it's a another balancing act that every 
day, I find a new struggle with, um, of course, working itself has its own challenges, but then you're, um, you know, I'm pursuing an MBA and that in itself is also very challenging. So it's, yeah, you know, being in school full time, working full time and having diabetes is, I have three full time jobs, literally. Yeah. And it's not easy having all these jobs during COVID. And so like, how are you balancing everything? Like making sure your, your insulin is is up to par, making sure you're studying and getting ready for whatever classes you have next. And then also, you know, with work, because work is very demanding. I feel like I'm doing more work now than, than I did uh, while I was at work. Absolutely. Um, that is, a great <laughs> yes that is a great way to put it so right now work is honestly work isn't as demanding um where i'm working our fiscal year just ended a couple weeks ago so it's not as intense as it was um but i carved out space for me to excuse me have a home office and i think that was probably one of the best first decisions I've made during this COVID-19 quarantine time is to, you know, dedicate a home office space where I can do work and then I can do school and then separate that from my home life where I can relax and do everything else. So um, I did, I bought a desk, I put it together, I emptied out my desk bedroom. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, um, and then of course the challenges of going outside and buying groceries is in itself another challenge. So, um, I'm used to more fresh vegetables and going to the grocery store twice a week. So I buy, I like to buy fresh fruits and vegetables, but I don't like to buy too much because right. I don't, they, they spoil fast. Yeah. And then I, that's a waste of money to me. So I, I don't mind making multiple trips to the grocery store if I need to. Um, but you know, buying more canned foods or frozen foods, things like that. It's been an adjustment. I've been adjusting well, shockingly, uh, just, trying to take one day at a time, making sure, you know, I have enough food here to last me. And then also I haven't done it. I didn't do it last week, but making sure I go outside, go for walks, things like that. And exercising, I have so much water here. It's ridiculous. And making sure I stay hydrated. Like yes. I mean, and the fact that you found water, like, <laughs> so what's the magical. I would, before people started emptying out the shelves at Costco, I would buy enough water to last me a month anyway, because like if I go to Costco, I want to only make one Costco. Break. That's right. Once a month. <laughs> yeah. I don't, you know, I don't need to go to Costco. I'm one person. I live by myself. I don't need to go to Costco twice a month or, you know, even once a month probably is a lot, but I really try my best to limit it to not making multiple Costco runs. So, I would go to Costco, buy enough to last me a while, and then I would be set. So um, I was thankful for that. And then when I noticed they had water for the last one, I just bought like one extra case. And so I'm good for a little bit at least. Lucky you, because um, two things. One, you definitely need to talk to my mom about Costco runs and once a month. I don't know how this lady does it every week. Um, I guess that's that retired life. And I'm like, it's just you and dad and like, the great grands come every once in a while. How do you have this much food? Uh, <laughs> and two, the way you are able to balance with the change and, you know, modify with understanding like, hey, while I may not be able to go twice a week and get fresh fruits and vegetables, this is another way that I can stay healthy and manage everything. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, in being a diabetic, it's all about adjusting. Like you have to constantly adjust to whatever environment you're in, that, you know, when I changed jobs, I had to adjust to the new work environment and learning, okay, before my last job, I could get up and leave whenever I wanted because there was really no restrictions. And it's not to say I can't now, but, you know, it's a different, it's a different thing. And now because I work with a majority of black people there, you know, constantly making sure I'm okay and asking questions. So, there's always an adjustment and you have to learn how to adapt. So because we're all adapting, every single human being on the face of this whole wide world is adapting. Um, you know, you have to kind of, you have to go with the flow. And I, I've learned that I can't 
and I text my cousin. She kept asking me for grocery money. And I told her, you cannot be bougie with your groceries. Like, if you find some off-brand bread, go on and get it. Go on and get it. Go on and get it. And if it's white bread, just put some vegetables and a good avocado spread on it. You don't have to close your eyes when you take a bite because, <laughs> you know, like, you don't know when the next luxury thing may come. Like, you have to kind of take what you have, to, what you have at that moment. So, you know, um, like I said, we're all adjusting and, um, yeah, this, and that's a big part of being a diabetic. So always having to adjust. Wow. That's, I'm just like floored at the fact that you're like, Hey, you know, things happen, you adjust and move on. That's a great way to live. <laughs> you, know, you have to otherwise, cause then of course you're going to be complaining and who wants to listen to that all day? Exactly. I know I don't like to listen to myself complain, so I get it. <laughs> So with with being a diabetic, managing it all, you know, like it's the rose hour. Clearly, you know, I'm going to this question. Um, how do you manage your drinking? Because I know we've had drinks before. <laughs> so how do you manage all that? So it, they really do not encourage diabetics to drink, but I'm young. Um, I'm going to do it. <laughs> so, you live once. <laughs> YOLO. <laughs> You know, I like to consume alcohol as young then. Um, it's, you know, me still being young, it is also another thing that you have to adjust. And it's a learning curve. Like, you know, it, it's one of those things where, okay, I know I'm going to consume maybe a lot more than I should. So let me just try to eat something until it soaks up the alcohol. And then if I need to, like, I'll, I'll, I'll always carry my insulin with me if I know I need to take an extra try to consume to help lower my blood sugar or something along the way, then of course um, I'll do that. But now that I'm another year older, I'm learning like, okay, maybe I need to limit myself to one type of alcohol and not mixed drinks. And, you know, being more responsible in my drinking um, has not always been the case, especially going to an HBCU. But, um, you know, as I said, I do enjoy a drink or two every now and then, but it is because alcohol does have a lot of sugar in it. They do also encourage like more white alcohol, like boxes and tequilas and gins because it doesn't have as much of a sugar concentrate. Like the brown liquors and I am a whiskey bourbon oh. girl. So yeah. <laughs> that in itself sucks to me. <laughs> um, but it's also like, okay, maybe I can't down a drink. Maybe I can sip it and, you know, sip one drink instead of having three or whatever, you know. So it just, it's, uh, again, always an adjustment to figuring out what, what works best for you. And as I get older, of course, things are going to change. I have more responsibility, so I can't have as many drinks as I would like during the week because I have school. And I can't, of course, go to school flushed and looking crazy so, yeah it's know, not undergrad every, can't do that anymore yeah it's, we're not an undergrad anymore good lord so um <laughs> but it's an, everything is an adjustment um and as i continue to you know grow and continue to adult as i like to say um every you know i that'll probably change again the next time you ask me in a couple of months <laughs> well what are two things you would recommend people do during this quarantine to kind of like be like you where it's like managing it you know managing everything like what are two things uh that you would like to tell people like do this and you you probably have a better day you know um i especially with me being such an extrovert like i can't sit still um <laughs> i'm the person that will literally be like oh there's a flight sixty dollars to Texas. let me pack a bag and go see my friends real quick so she's very serious about that y'all yeah, like, it, <laughs> this, that is the part that's probably driving me crazy the most. Like, I would honestly, if, you know, we weren't in this situation, I would be at Coachella right now, so. Um, I mean, I'm surprised you're not looking at the flights right now. Like, I can risk it all. No. <laughs> you know, I, listen, I, me and American had a really long conversation, so we're, we're working some things out. Okay, okay. Together. <laughs> but, um, I... I, every day, I try to find something that makes me happy indoors and something that makes me happy outdoors. Um, outside, I, I love going on walks, and I can go on a walk for hours without even realizing the time has passed, like that much time has passed. So, um, for me, walking is great. 
um, indoors, my favorite pastime is to binge watch a show, a movie, or something. So, Ooh. like separating, and I think separating that that work in school space from my house, like from the rest of the house, is important. And not everyone is that fortunate. You know, I know some people have like studio apartments or excuse me, one bedroom apartments where they may have to utilize their dining room table as their workspace or something like that. But if they just maybe find a way to separate it or, you know, pack it up at the end of the day, because you don't want to, for me at least, I never wanted to mix home and work in the same space. Like I, home is home is where I go to relax and it's where I go to unwind and I'm free by myself and I'm, I'm just me there at work. Of course, I'm there for a job and I have an obligation to do these things. And then, you know, for school, even I'm fortunate that I can utilize my workspace to do schoolwork. And so I, I never wanted those spaces to cross. So I would recommend if you're fortunate to work from home, like find a way to separate it and then find something that makes you happy, a new hobby. My One of my new hobbies is apparently building things and becoming a DIYer. Yes. So I have just been... Uh, Doing it yourself. Hobby. You know, like, because I really have no choice. <laughs> so I've, I'm learning my strengths. And I think, you know, I think this is also a lot of uh, great time for people to really dig into themselves and, you know, learn more about who they are. I live by myself, so I've, really had that moment I've had the opportunity to figure out like oh I don't like this and I do like this and I don't like that and I do like that so you know I think this is a great time for people to have a lot of self-reflection and to really be able to learn more about who they are during this time because you're confined in the space and you shouldn't be outside so you have all the opportunity to really you know dig deeper into who you are as a person I love it I love it well Yvonne, I cannot thank you more than enough for spending some time with us and talking about like, you know, how to balance it all. Um, and I know you talked about like dark liquor is your thing. So, it, I mean, this is a drinking show. So, it's, it's bound to happen, right? We got to talk about because I'm sipping rosé right now. I would love to know what is your most absolute favorite drink? Now, it can be a rosé, which is what I like for people to do, but... Everyone doesn't like rosé. Everyone should love rosé. My song says it. My theme song says everybody sip rosé. Yes. (laughs) I enjoy a good rosé. So I am still childish in my drinking. I love juice. Like it's an (laughs) alcohol beverage. It's fruity. It has juice in it, grenadine, simple syrup. Like I'm all here for it. Um, But again, as I continue to grow older, um, I'm sure my taste buds will continue to alter. But um, one of the great things that I love about, you know, your podcast is that it, it does highlight so many different, you know, brands and different, um, and you know, the different types of rosé. And one of the rosés that I actually do enjoy is, and I always butcher the name, so I'm sorry if they're listening, um, Lafayette Rosé. Um, oh, Yeah. Yeah, they're Black-owned, um, and they were one of our sponsors for our gala in November. So um, they are amazing. It, for me, it's not the sweetest, but I love it. <laughs> Even still, for a person who loves really sweet, like Moscato, um, dessert wine, that is, it's a really refreshing, like, it is an amazing rosé. Um, so... You know, to keep with the theme of the podcast, yes, uh, Lafayette Rosé is one of my favorite rosés. Is it Lafayette? Is that what you're talking about? You know, as a person who did study French, I hate to admit that I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, is it L-E-F-E-T-E? L- I think it's, it's L-A-F-E-T-E, but there is a... And they're like, they focus on like sending kids to um, Central Pay and all that stuff that like from underserved communities more than likely that sounds maybe right so yeah la, la, la fete. I know they're black owned. yes exactly. it's lafette <laughs> and they are amazing oh i love how you knew them we'll talk off offline about them because uh hopefully sometime soon we'll have a great announcement but we'll yeah. we'll put that on the back burner and we'll talk about the offline <laughs> <laughs> lafette shout out to you pew 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 
Um, so Yvonne, thank you again so much for joining us today. We're so excited that you were here and that like you're sharing your life during this quarantining. Um, and I'm pretty sure you may have a drink with you. So love to toast with you now. Cheers. Cheers. I don't, I'm going to clink it to my desk. Cheers. Yes. Zip, zip, hooray. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Wow, that was so dope, um, Yvonne. Thank you so much. And also, thank you for sharing your story and how you found out uh, about your diabetes and how you're trying to control and monitor it. It's very important for us uh, all to to take a note from Yvonne and pay attention to our bodies and listen to you know what we need to do, rest, provide the nutrients we need. Uh, especially as we're all going through this traumatic time of a pandemic. But again, thank you, Yvonne, for sharing. Uh, We're going to go to a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we are going to interview Candice Denise. Pew, 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 pew. Welcome to the Rose Hour Podcast. And I'm your host, Renee J. Johnson. And today you are in for a special treat. We have someone today that we're interviewing that I'm just so like excited. Like I usually say everybody's awesome, but like, no, this woman is beyond the word awesome. I don't even know what word that would be. She is a creator. She is a director. She is amazing and just forward thinking, imaginative, also very chic, stylish. She reminds you of Coco Chanel or Audrey Hepburn. I'm so excited, so thankful, so blessed to have the amazing Candice on the show. Candice for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. That was a super dope opening. I felt like, who is this Candace? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I gotta know her. And guess what? Yeah, I you want get to, know to her. do that. Cause why it's you? Cause why? You're amazing. <laughs> Thank you. You are amazing too, honestly. Well, so the way I met Candace was Years, years, years ago, when I first moved from Chicago to the East Coast, I, mo- I lived in Baltimore. Many of you have heard this story that I moved to Baltimore to go to law school. Um, but I also started going to this church called New Psalmist Baptist Church. It was one of the biggest churches I've ever been to in my life. Um, it was basically everything that you can do in an amusement park. It felt like in a church, like the parking lot was like a club. It was amazing. People were excited going to the church. They had praise dancers. They had everything. Well, Candace was one of the good, amazing queens that I met there. And her energy, her spirit, her her style was just so like, I have to be friends with her. So I felt like I sought you out after like meeting you a couple of times. I was like, can we, can we be friends? (laughs) (laughs) And you've been so amazing every since. And I'm so thankful that like you exist and you're in my life. Thank you. Of course. So, Candice, tell everybody about you, who you are, where you're from, and sort of like what you do. So. (laughs) (laughs) The story of you. All right. Candice's story. So, the quick and dirty, because, you know, everybody has the long story, but like the short story um, is. I am from Baltimore, Maryland, as you stated. Be more. Be more careful. Um, born <laughs> be more careful, absolutely. You know, born and raised um, in the Charm City. And I left for a little while to go to college, went away to college, to North Carolina, um, to Johnson C. Smith University. And so once I graduated from college, I decided to live in Charlotte for a little while. And so I feel like I'm, you know, kind of 
part Carolinian and part Marylander um, because after staying there for seven years, I decided to relocate back to Maryland. So this is where home is now again. Um, but everyone always asks me, like, are you from North Carolina? And I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm, I am from Baltimore, I promise. Um, best believe it, it is there. So, <laughs> But, you know, about where I'm from and then, you know, who I am, I always let people know that who I am and what I do are two different things. So who I am is an energy, like a big energy. Um, I'm an extrovert, but really an introvert. So I love you know, socializing and being around people and just giving up myself. But I also truly enjoy retreating and just kind of being to myself, you know. And at the end of the day, I feel like I'm a, I'm a light. Like I like to add value to the places and spaces that I'm a part of. So that's definitely who I am. As far as what I do, I'm a creative director, uh, creative consultant, as well as a content creator. Oh. <laughs> so what does that mean? So I have a background in event planning. Um, for 11 plus years, I was an event planner, wedding and non-wedding related events. And I love event planning. And so a lot of um, the skills and you know things that I learned from that side of me, I've realized that I love creating a lot more. And so I decided to take those skill sets and expand upon them a little bit more. And that's how the creative director in me came out to be creative director slash consultant. So what that ultimately means is that I work with individuals, whether they're, you know, creatives themselves, entrepreneurs or brands, businesses who are looking to think creatively for their business, for their project, for their brand. What I realized is that not everyone has a creative eye, Mm -hmm. whether the way something should look, um, the way something should feel, you know, moods and vibes, um, even, you know, style. Not everyone has that. And so I realized that I do. Like, I think creatively, you know. Um, I just automatically think outside the box. You put yeah. a box in front of me, I'm looking at the world around the box, right? Like, <laughs> I know the box is sitting there, but I'm looking at the trees that are around it and the paper that's on the ground right there and the, you know, kite that's in the sky. So that's what people, you know, work with me for is to help them think more creatively, whether it's mm-hmm. how do they think creatively for their business, um, for their content, you know, social media wise, and they're trying to market themselves, um, maybe for their brand. And so sometimes that cultivates into photo shoots. So I, you know, produce photo shoots for people. Um, I will work with them to figure out what their content should look like on their social media platforms. Um, I work with them to understand how they can strategically shift their businesses. Mm. Uh, That's something that I'm doing right now, even in this season, especially because of where we are, right? With everything um, with COVID-19. So how does that look like shifting a business and especially like COVID? Is it like someone who is like a restauranter who wants to then like sell to grocery stores? Like what, what does that really entail and like sort of crafting that sort of transition for people? Yeah. So a lot of the people that I've worked with are definitely small business owners, entrepreneurial, um, and quite honestly, people who had face-to-face businesses, much like uh-huh. yourself. You know, a lot, yeah, a lot of my businesses or a lot of the things that I personally did are face-to-face. And so one of the things that um, I've done is the first thing that I do when I'm working with these clients is they're shifting. I help them understand that all of us primarily probably work one road businesses. And when I say that, a road is literally one road one way, one road the other, right? Like we kind of just stayed in our lane. Well, we've got to start expanding these businesses to look more like highways, um, meaning they have multiple lanes. And so that's what I've been helping them to figure out is how to multiply what you do. So for one instance, one of my clients is a hairstylist, um, a salon owner. So she owns her own salon. Yeah, owns her own salon. Of course, that's a face-to-face business, right? Like, if you're not doing hair, how are you making income? Right. Um, And so one of the things that we looked at is what did she have that she could do virtually? How can we we stream some of this? And we thought about she has her own product. Like, she carries products in her store, in her salon. And so I'm like, well, you know what? Women are at home right now. They can't go to their hairstylist. 
So what if, you know, they're looking to, to be able to maintain their hair while they're at home. What if you started creating subscription boxes with your product? So versus your client, yeah, having to come in and, you know, purchase products from you, they can now get on a monthly subscription um, or bi-weekly, however you decide it, and they get products mailed out to them, you know, and you package them. So if it's shampoo, conditioner, tea tree oil, whatever those look like, but basically we created subscription boxes for her. And so that's been something that was been very successful for her um, that she didn't even think about, right? But that's my job is to look at what you have. Another client of mine is a, um, she actually has her own vaginal steaming business. So, oh. you know, Exactly. Oh, exactly. <laughs> well, we we need to have her on because what is that? I, so I've oh, heard God. of it on Housewives, but I'm like, oh, oh my God, you totally should have her on. Like, listen, I will give you her information. I know she would love to be on. Yeah, um, but she's a yeah, she's a wellness practitioner, and she had her own brick and mortar vaginal okay. um, steaming lounge, so women can come in and get that done. But now it's like you can't you, go you get can't. your veg exactly, <laughs> but. <laughs> Right. So now what do we do? Right. So I had her think she has, she sells kits, like home kits. Oh. Anyway. So I'm like, how about you start promoting, you know, selling these home kits? And what can happen is you can do one-on-one coaching with them. Right. Like these are very private things. So they purchase the kit four to five days before they do a coaching session with you. And you teach them how to take care of their, you know, lady parts while they're home. So they don't feel like they're being neglected. Yeah. Look at you. Giving people ideas. Dropping gems. (laughs) I love it. Trying to keep people hopeful, right? And I'm not saying that the shifts that we're making are going to make the same amount of money that it did when they were in full-fledged business. But what it does is help people understand that they still have gifts, they still have talent, their business is still desired, and there's still a need for what they do. And when people feel like they have a little bit of hope and they're be able to bring some revenue in, right. it literally gives people the, the will to want to keep going on in a, in a time that's super crazy. Yeah, and as a small business your owner yourself, how are you kind of like sort of providing services? Like how did you come to this realization was it like you know knowing people in this business and they needed assistance or was it like they sought you because they saw all the amazing creative ways you do things like how did you kind of make that shift yourself sure absolutely that's a very good question like so funny enough um i've been working from home you know working for self for probably like the last four years four or five years so this is how this actually started um I had people coming, you know, just calling me, my friends, and were like, oh my gosh, I work from home now. How do you do this every day? Like, how have you been able to do this for the past? Because I don't, I'm going crazy. And so I just started sharing with them some of the tips, you know, that I do. Like, one of my biggest things is R&R, which I call finding your rhythm and your routine when you work from home. And so I just started sharing that. So I was like, you got to have a rhythm. You got to have a routine. Oh, I got Um, some people I need to connect you with because that rhythm and routine right there, hmm. That's real. <laughs> no, it is. It's super real. So I went on social media and shared, hey, listen, I know a lot of you are working from home right now. Um, and, you know, it's difficult. So I was already doing creative strategy calls with clients. Like if they just wanted, you know, to figure out how to strategically do things creatively for their business. But I just did this whole promotion where I was doing 20 for 30. I was like, okay, listen, you know, for 30 minutes, you pay me. You know, you're, you're only paid $20 and for 30 minutes, we'll chat about how you can kind of strategically work from home, how we can start streamlining it. And that was for entrepreneurs, non-entrepreneurs, anybody just working from home, how they, if they wanted to find a rhythm of routine. And so that was the first way of me shifting my business is like, oh, I'm starting to do more of these strategy calls. And I made them super, you know, low cost because I knew people were just like trying to understand what was happening. Um, And then it made me think further. So then people were like, well, I want more from you, right? Like, um, can I work with you on a regular? And I was like, oh, okay. So so let me me rethink this, right? So these strategy calls weren't enough, like 30 minutes. So I decided to create um, just a, a creative coaching program is what I'm calling it. 
Um, and I have like two packages and people can sign up and monthly they meet with me um, either once a month or we meet bi-weekly, uh, which is twice a month and we work. So those calls are either hour or 90 minutes and we work together to help them um, grow personally, develop their you know personal development, their business development. How do they strategically look at their business? How are they working on their goals? So basically I am coaching them um, in working and wow. how to find their flow in work. And I didn't realize, right? Like I put a post up the other week. It was like, I knew that I was creative, but I didn't realize that my gifts would truly make room for me um, in different capacities. Yeah. And how much people appreciate someone having a creative mind. So now, you know, I'm getting clients and I've got about three or four clients that I'm working with now that are a part of my coaching program. And they're just, you know, working with me um, because they need an accountability person. Yes, like, that's so important to they, have. Yeah, they needed someone that was holding them accountable, that was giving them um, practical things that they can do, helping them find their rhythm and routine in their day, helping them understand how to organize like a boss, which, you know. Yeah, it's hard to do. Plug. Shameless plug. I, I created a set of templates. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and uh, need to use these templates myself. So we'll, we'll be talking I, offline about yes, uh, packages please. and purchases. Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes, I did. I created a set of templates. Again, all of this came out of this pandemic because people were like, how are you? You seem to be over there, you know, managing your work. And I created these templates called Organize Like a Boss. And it's a, it's seven different templates. You know, you can either get the bundle or individually. And there are different types of templates. So there's content creation. And these are how do you, you know, create content monthly? How do you um, organize, you know, your social media posting? How do you create daily agendas? How do you do a brain dump? How do you do a month in review? Um, how do you figure out what your fitness routine is going to be and what your meals are going to be daily? So these mm. are what these templates are all about. Yeah, because I'm working with you totally, you know. You know, I'm a wellness believer. Like, I am no good as a coach if I'm no good as Candace. Yes. So, yes. Come on, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's how I shifted. You know, like the people, I didn't go into this honestly trying to shift, but when you have something, and I just firmly believe when you're good at something, right? Like, and you're just yeah. authentically not trying to be anything. The biggest thing is, how do you meet a need? And yeah, because that's the that question. Yeah. yeah. Fill the yeah. need. Yeah. So that's it. Fill the need. So the people kind of came to me with the needs. And because they came to me with the needs, I created the solutions. So that's how I was able to shift. Wow. I love this. I love it. Oh my God. <laughs> because now I'm like, okay, I need the fitness and meal prep one. I need the content creation. I need the mother review. So yeah, yeah. uh-huh. Yeah, we'll be talking as soon as we finish. Okay, we'll be yes. talking. <laughs> yeah, please, let's talk. For so real. <laughs> how can people connect with you? Because I think like, I, we're going to do it more than once. But like, how can people connect with you about your services and learn more about, you know, uh, just working with you. Sure. Like the easiest way, I'm super, you know, tangible, I'd like to say. <laughs> um, so it's like, it's not hard, you know, to kind of reach out. But like I am, you can totally DM me on Instagram. Like shoot me a message like, hey, Candice, I'm interested. You know, my Instagram is Candice Denise. It's C-A-N-D-I-C-E, Denise, D-E-N-I-S-E. Um, and just shoot me a message like I'm interested in knowing more. And, you know, it's simple as that because I honestly believe it goes down in the DM. It like does. A lot of great, it really does, right? Like I've met so many great people just by a simple message. So that's one way. And then, of course, the classic way is by always going to my website, which is uh, bycandicedenise.com. So that's B-Y, Candice, C-A-N-D-I-C-E, Denise, D-N-I-S-E.com. And just go into my contact and drop me a note and I will message you back. Yes. So <laughs> what are you doing? Because you also like mentioned the health and wellness, right? Now right. me, I, I, I know me. I know me for many years, over 30. <laughs> and child, when I am stressing, I'm idle, I'm focused, mm -hmm. I snack. And I don't mean mm -hmm. like a little snack. I snack like a boss. Like I'm like, where are the chips? <laughs> Where's the deal? 
Where the cheese? What what do you tell people and we're like, how are you coping with sort of like staying at home all day? And I mean, I know people who work from home, but like you also have this like structure, as you said, you know, um, to organize your day. But like for us who are just coming into this space and are like overwhelmed, um, what are some tips you would you would suggest that we could do? Sure. So I am like you, like I have to be very mindful of, the, of how much idle time I give myself, right? And so um, the tips that I give people is honestly finding rhythm. Mm-hmm. And when I say this, infusing things that you like in your day as well. So while you're working, you should be, you know, as the old term, whistle while you work. Yeah, so whistle while you twerk and work, yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, listen, you know, put find you a good playlist first. Like, you need to have some good music to funnel your day. Yeah. It's just a must-have. So I encourage you to have many dance parties throughout the day, right? Ooh, so I like, like that. You know how people take smoke breaks? I take dance breaks. Ah. So, yeah, literally, I'm like, okay, I'm feeling tense. I've answered a lot of, you know, messages. I've, my brain is on fire because I've been thinking creatively and creating plans and strategizing. So I'm like stepping away. I'm turning on this Bluetooth and I'm hitting, you know, playlist, whatever number. And I'm like just going for it, right? I'm dancing as if no one is watching. Yes. It's good for the heart. It keeps the blood flowing. So that's a good wellness thing. But it's good for the soul. And then I come back to my desk. And then I plug back in. And so that right there literally just gives me, even if it's just for five minutes, or it's the length of one song is what I say. You know, ah. most songs are like three to four minutes. Right. So infusing those, you know, coming back, taking a moment, it literally is almost like taking a big deep breath. And yeah. that would help. That will seriously help. It'll get your energy flowing. It'll get your mood. You know, sometimes it makes your mood change. You'll notice you're answering emails a little bit brighter, maybe. (laughs) Instead of like, per my last email. Exactly. You're like, hey there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because I know me. I turn very quickly in the middle of the day. Like, I've answered this question one too many times per my previous and emails. Yeah. <laughs> so literally do that. Like, and I have in my calendar. So something else I have is I have at a certain time with my phone every day. Um, there is a prayer meditate. Um, goes a reminder goes off. So that's oh. something else that happens. So literally, it happens at the same time every day. And I don't care if I'm on a call with a client or if I'm on, you know, if I'm in the middle of something. I literally am like, I'm sorry. Can I have you hold one second? And I take that moment. And it's literally just one minute. It's only for one minute. But that's another thing that I'm doing for self. All of these things are helping me to stay balanced, to stay focused, to stay well, right? Yeah. Well in my mind, well in my body. Um, another thing that I do is if I know that I'm a snacker too, so I put aside what I call my healthy snacks. Mm-hmm. So I'm not like, you know, okay. When you're feeling like this, you got it. This is your section. You go grab these. So these are the during the day work grab section goodies. Right. Granola bars, yogurt, whatever have you. Like that's it. I can only grab. I, I've got snacks because we're going to like the snacks. But you only grab from a certain stash. And then uh-huh. another thing that I encourage people to do is when you get dressed, because a lot of us are getting dressed, get dressed is something that's fun. Hmm. So, yeah, because all I've been doing is sweat. And I'm like, oh, must. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? So sweat still makes you kind of sometimes, everything is about the mind. So even if you're going to do sweat, I'm like, well, then find a, a neon green sweatshirt and put it on. Because ah. color can change your mood. So that's something that I encourage people to do. Like, okay, rock your sweats, but like maybe order you like <laughs> a bright, like just something that's just fun, fun. crazy, yeah, yeah like Bart Simpson style. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, like yeah, I can see that. Fun. I do see that. It's fun. It's so it's so fun, and you know, it, it takes the smallest things. So you know, for me, those are some of the things that I've done. It's just infusing a little bit more color, infusing a little bit more light, and doing the things that bring you joy. 
So whatever those things are, of course, you know them better than I, but finding ways to infuse your own light, love, and joy into your day. I love this. Girl, I adore you so much. Um, and speaking of things you like, you know I like rosé. <laughs> I like a nice beverage. Um, what's your favorite rosé? Because I know you, you, you are a connoisseur of all things amazing, chic, and beautiful. So it may not even be a rosé for you. You may say some stuff. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> like You know, it's so funny. I love, <laughs> what I have learned, honestly, right, is that I love things that sparkle, right? Yeah, like, if it's shiny, I like it too. <laughs> I do, if it's shiny. And so, my birthday month is April, which is coming up actually Tuesday. And oh, so pew, I'm pew, a, pew. Uh, Yeah. Happy birthday. I'm a diamond. Oh. So and this is a milestone. This is my 40th, so I'm super excited. What? Yes! At the same time, but that's another conversation. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but let me say this, ladies. I am not sad because I'm turning 40. That is not the case. I'm more excited about turning 40. I'm sad because of how I'm having to spend 40. Yeah. That is where I'm sad. But nonetheless, so I say that to say I love things sparkling. So I've learned that I love my water sparkling. Like, I'm a sparkling water girl. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to rosé, I'm a sparkling rosé kind of girl, too. I'm, I like things that have fizz. Yes. Um, it's just a party, right? It feels like a party in my mouth. So <laughs> Yes, because you're a party planner, you're a party person, you're a party right. people, yes. I do, and it feels celebratory. So there's um, a rosé by, like, I think it's... It's Rafino. Girl, that's one of my favorite. Yes. That is a staple yes. go-to Rafino. Oh, and I like the bottle, the way it's shaped. Yes. yes. The box, so yeah, I'm a girly girl. So I love things that are pretty. That's something shiny and oh, it's so cute. Yes. So I love the packaging. Their their packaging is super great. The brand looks great, but it tastes great too. So that's probably I would say my Yes, go ahead, Rufino. Shout outs to Rufino. Uh, if you'd like to sponsor the Rose Hour podcast, please feel free. We like to drink it and we can send a bottle to Candace for her to use yes. with her creativity with all of her amazing clients. Pew pew, Rufino. <laughs> well, Candace, this has been way more fun. And I wish we had more time, but that just means we need to just bring you on again. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> well, before Please we do. leave, wanted to um, have you again pub your businesses and how people can connect with you because during this time, people, we need to be reaching out, getting those resources that we d- say we don't have time to find normally when we're not dealing with quarantining and socially distancing. And side notes, we are not socially distancing. I think we are socially becoming closer. I think we're physically yeah. distancing and we should start using that term. But n- nevertheless, um, Candice, drop your 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 contact information one more time for the good people out here sure if you want to reach me you can always go to my website which is by com. that's by com. candace with an i and you can also follow me on instagram that is candace denise c-a-n-d-i-c-e denise d-n-i-s-e on instagram pew 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 <laughs> I'm so thankful, Candice. And uh, of course, I know it's, we're filming early this morning, guys. Um, yeah. So we're about to toast some rose. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> A sip, sip, hooray. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Candice. Such a great interview. Want to thank both of the guests that we had today, Yvonne and Candice, for sharing their stories and teaching us a little bit more about how to enjoy this thing called life and more of our health and wealth. I guess that's what the episode was about today, health and wealth. Want to thank Bartender Ben as well for the special pours that he provided today of rosé. Rosé. 
also want to thank all of you listeners because without you, we wouldn't have a show because who would listen, right? So thank you all so much. And don't forget to listen to us next Wednesday. We have two more amazing guests and you don't want to miss this episode either because they are super dope freshness. If you're looking for us, check us out on all social media at the Rose Hour Podcast. Check out our new website, the Rose Hour Podcast.com. And guess what? We got merch. Hey! So you can get the Rose Hour shirts, joggers, leggings, hoodies, socks, everything, coffee mugs. And guess what? It's branded with the logo, so you can enjoy, so you can sip, sip, hooray, and think about us all day. Pew, 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 pew. Again, thank you all for listening. Check us out on Thursdays for our virtual happy hour IGTV and YouTube live. And also on Sundays with Soul Terror Read with Danielle every Sunday at 2 p.m. for Soulful Sundays. And until next time, friends. Sip, sip, hooray.